Today's episode of Shipping Crew is brought to you by Wits End Snacks, home of your best beef jerky. We got some uh, hot sauce, seasonings, treats, and uh, anything else you really want. We got we got it all. I hear this guy is a really great cook, Georgie. Um, but can't if you, confirm. Can't confirm. But if you uh, want to know more about our product, Wits End Snacks, you can email us at witsandsnacks at gmail.com. That's wit and wits and snacks at gmail.com. We got your beef jerky. That's three pounds of beef jerky right there, Georgie. I don't know if, how much you can eat, but I can pound down some beef jerky. Um, but it's got great stuff. Great stuff. No, nah, beef jerky it is. There. Man, I was about to say beef jerky is very poundable. I don't really know how that. <laughs> um, we are off to a great start. I'm just going to say I like beef jerky. Uh, moving right along. On today's episode of Ship and Crew, we'll cover the biggest news stories in college and pro football. Talk about how much we love moving. We may start beef with a B-list NFL analyst. And end the show by drafting our favorite Taylor Swift songs. We got a lot to cover today, so let's put the wind in our sails and get after it. Coming at you live from Chicago, Illinois. It is me, George St. John. I don't know why I said it's me. <laughs> I don't know. Not our it's, best start. It's been a couple a couple weeks here, George, since we've had it. But from Tucson, Arizona, it is your boy, Sean Whitley. Georgie, how are we doing today? Well, clearly, by my start here, not so hot. Um, but I do, I do know I'm doing a lot better than you cause you're going through, uh, the worst time in every young adult's life. Sean, you want to, you want to tell yeah. us about your week? Yeah, man. We, uh, we're starting the moving process. You know, we got to find a new apartment and everything. Um, we, as in me, myself and Rogan, um, just for reference for everyone. Uh, when I say we, it's me, myself and Rogan. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're looking for a new apartment. Um, and it's always tricky cause, uh, you gotta try to find something in your price range. You gotta find something with, you know, when you have a dog, you gotta find something with good parks nearby that you can walk to. And, you know, I thought I found this one apartment that looked decent, but, uh, they didn't have any good walk, walkable parks, you know, so it's all had to be like, had to drive to, and that's the last thing I want to be doing at the end of a work day is driving to a park. I want, I want to walk to my parks, Georgie. Um, but, you know, and then also trying to find, 
You know, we're getting up there in age. Do I ask friends to help me move or do I have to try to find a moving company? Guys, start thinking about that. You know, what do costs allow you to do? It's so much going into it. Um, have you ever moved before, George? Uh, only a half dozen times um, yeah. as a <laughs> as a Chicago resident. Um, I have I have lived here for three years, or I guess this is my third year, and this is my third apartment. So damn. Yep, that's just how it. That's just how it happens here in Chicago. That's Rent fair. goes up. You gain a roommate. You lose a roommate. Um, one thing I will say, I'm I'm going back to uh, Omaha. One thing I really liked about Omaha was I moved in one apartment to my first apartment. Rent never went up. I lived there for five years. Rent never got moved a single dime. And that was really nice. So I was able to stay in the same spot. Then I moved across country. Now, fucking, you just said it, going up in rent costs is insane. Like, I never really experienced that living in Omaha, Georgie. It's, uh, inflation's killing me right now. Inflation's killing you? Yeah, man. You know, I think it's probably the heat that's killing you. It could be that too. Everyone's saying it's supposed to be cooler by this time or like this time of the year, but you know, we maxed out at 90, uh, 102 degrees to get today. So if they're saying it's supposed to be cooler and we maxed out at night, 102 degrees, I'm not super thrilled, you know, <laughs> like nice. We're, we're in the mid sixties up here. Um, that's nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's the it's the one time of year when the weather's really nice, um, before it gets too too cold. We get like a few yeah. weeks of just the greatest weather. I'll take. I don't, I don't know. I actually feel like the spring melt is a better weather. It's like mm. melting spring, and like. Just getting crispy fall. I'm going to disagree the... with you on that. I'm going to have that reversed. Why do I have the crispy fall first? You asked though, Georgie. Why? It's because it's in the title of spring. Melting spring. It's so fucking muddy. So fucking muddy. Yes. With, with the... With the with the crisp fall, dude, it's not muddy out. It's just fresh, cool air. It's spooky season. Fucking love it. It it is nice, but for me, like again, you you didn't have a winter this year. Um, I disagree. I you disagree. got you had snow like once, three times, three times here in Tucson proper in the city of Tucson, we had snow three times. Yeah, how Just many saying. inches? How many inches? No common. Nobody nobody had to put like plastic folding chairs out on the curb to protect their parking spot. Fuck George because they of might all as the well snow. Have, they might as well have without how bad they are here when when it snow hits. It was What, you guys get like two inches and the whole place shuts down? 
dude, it didn't even stick to the ground and everyone was freaking out. And I'm like, guys, it's not even like, it's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm still going 10 over in this weather, you know, like, it's not even concerned to slow down yet. You know, and I'm, everyone's going like 25 under and I'm like, you guys are more dangerous than I am right now. <laughs> no, that's man. I'm just jealous. I, I honestly would love to. I don't think I ever need winter again. It is quite I, lovely, George. I, I, I had this discussion a few years ago with a friend like when I was a kid. So I I was a Florida kid until I was eight. Mm-hmm. And then when I was eight, we moved up to Illinois, got all this snow and it was awesome. I loved snow. I loved playing out in the snow, sledding, building a snowman, snowballs like. Now that I'm an adult and I'm not going to play out in the snow, snow is only an inconvenience for me. Yep. Yep. And especially like, you know, I I take public transit to commute to work and Mm -hmm. there's some walking involved and I just got to like get frostbite on my face. No, I don't. I don't need winter ever again and people who fall in love with it you're morons you're morons who love to be late to stuff that's all i have to say to you i hate winter (laughs) i know i made fun of arizona two minutes ago but secretly i'm jealous george it was the greatest thing ever when i like when i first moved here you know it was like november and I just missed the first big snowstorm in, in Nebraska when I left. I just missed it. I got a little sprinkling in, so I felt I felt comfortable leaving the Midwest with getting a little sprinkling of snow in, you know? I didn't need a big snowstorm. I literally just missed it. It was so nice. But when I got here, everyone was, like, in winter jackets at 65 degrees, and I'm just, like, rocking shorts and a T-shirt, and they're, like, you're a madman, and I'm like, I just moved from the Midwest. They're like, you're going to be gone by summer. Well, here I am, Georgie. Here I am. I made it through summer. We're about to go get cooler weather. Next week, it looks like we're going to be maxed out in the 80s. Fingers crossed. Dude, I'm excited. Have have you turned into one of those um, Arizona jerks who's always like, well, it's a dry heat? A hundred percent. I hate you so much. The dry heat is so much better than humidity. I hate humidity, George. As a big guy, you should be in on it with me because humidity sucks ass. As soon as you step outside, you're sweating. I am. I'm just upset you've turned into a stereotype. I've always been a dry heat over humidity, though, coming from Colorado. So it's just it's in my blood. It's in my DNA. No. Even though my parents are from the Midwest, but that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in an environment where on certain days you can you can taste the air. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> fucking corn sweats, and that's why the Midwest is just humid as shit. Unreal. Yeah. Is that really it? Corn yes. sweats? Corn sweats. And the Mississippi and Missouri gives off more humidity than people actually think. But because corn sweats also because because yes, <laughs> be, be, 
Bikur Coors, the banquet beer. Oh gosh. Had, had to do, us, please. Had to do my uh, very bad Sam Elliott impression. I love me a good uh good old Coors banquet. Mm. Gotta gotta love a Coors. The banquet beer. I'm done. Uh, I'm probably not done, but I'm done for now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because uh, corn sweats is why it gets so, so humid in the Midwest. So. <laughs> I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to picture corn sweating. <laughs> like how that works and makes sense. Right. <laughs> and. If it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be so humid, and they wouldn't be they wouldn't be sweating so much. But because they're there, they cause it themselves to sweat, which causes us to sweat, which causes us to hate our lives during the summer. Hmm. I so. think corn. I think we need to look into corn. How like so? what's what's the deal? So I'm just finding out that corn perspires in a way. That adds to the humidity in my area, in my region. Um, but so corn sweats and causes humidity. Corn doesn't digest. Yep. You know, kind of suspect that you poop out full kernels of corn. You know, we're all we're always like, oh, that's cool. Kind of disturbing. Um also, most of the corn that's produced isn't even for consumption for humans. It's for animals. Yeah. And do you remember, like, growing up in your history class, you would learn about um, the Native Americans' corn, how it was, like, different colors? Yeah. And we turned our corn just yellow? We turned it boring as fuck. Like yeah, I have I have some questions about that. Hmm. 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 Maybe corn's not that good for us. But it tastes damn good. And you know, okay. It is delicious. Illinois is... has some of the best sweet corn out there. Like I'm I'm throwing it I'm throwing it out there. Illinois. I Hold feel me that. Hold I me. mean, as an Illinois resident, I appreciate it. We do have great sweet corn. But I feel like that was a thinly veiled shot at the state of Nebraska again. No, uh, this is from li- living in two of these three states I'm going to be talking about and visiting this third state enough to basically know enough about the state to say I'm a resident. Not really, but enough that I know my shit. Nebraska has the the worst the worst corn of Nebraska, Iowa and Illinois. Nebraska is known for their corn. Iowa has better corn. Overall, Iowa has the best corn. But Illinois has the best sweet corn. Okay. And you can quote me on that. I'll take your word for it. I got to say. I'm, I'm a, some, some can call me a corn connoisseur. <laughs> Uh, a a cornisseur, if you a will. A cornisseur, yes. A cornisseur. <laughs> um, I wish I could tell the difference. There's no way you could put like different states' sweet corn in front of me, and I'm gonna be like, oh, 
you know, this is the 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 sweetness profile in the Illinois sweet corn yeah, is you know those so different from sommeliers? the Iowa. I'm a corn sommelier. <laughs> my uh, my cousin's husband is a sommelier, and uh, oh yeah, it it is so funny because we will get together and he'll bring wine to some event. His name's George too, by the way. Um, he'll bring wine to an event and I want to just try his coke. wine and be supportive. <laughs> I I just, I'm not a huge wine drinker and I don't like my palate is so ignorant. That it's just like, Hmm, this is tasty. It's I'm like Michael Scott in the office. This is a white. Like that's I like I know the names, but I couldn't tell you the difference between a Cabernet and a Pinot Noir. They taste the same to me. And I know they don't. I know deep down they don't, but to me I get it's it. the same. I'm a, I'm the same with wine. Wine wine is just blows me away. Uh or maybe our palates are so much better that wine is just so below us Mm -hmm. you know yeah i think i enjoy wine best mixed with coca-cola exactly what what do you call those again calimochos baby yes calimocho (laughs) calimochos uh best with italian wine obviously (laughs) that's 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 another uh it's another cousin adopted drink in my life um so a cali mocho is one part red wine and one part coca-cola and it's it's not bad but it's not good either <laughs> it's really just not that great and something that you and i drank way too much of in college way too much of but honestly you you the only i only drank them with you but damn they were they were tasty. I was so hesitant the first time that that you had me try it, and I'm like, I don't know about this. Okay, this, this is, is going to be the most. Here. This is going to be the most blasphemous. Are you going to tell the story of Cali Mochos? No, I have I have a question about the Italy trip. If you remember this one one night, so so to provide, let's provide context for our listeners. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I introduced Sean to Cali Mochos on accident. Um, we took a class trip in college to Rome, Italy. And while we were at a restaurant, the restaurant brought out, there was like 20 of us at the table. The restaurant brought out Coke and red wine Mm -hmm. to be consumed separately. And again, my hillbilly ass was like, have you guys ever mixed these? And I got everybody drinking them. They were delicious. This is not that night I'm talking about. Again, this is like the sidest of tangents from that trip. I, I think it was our last night in Italy, and we were playing What Are the Odds? And then I ended up, I lost What Are the Odds, and I had to mix like the lemon shell, like the three different after dinner liqueurs together. Do you remember that? Yes. Dude, I think about that. I think about that combination so much because it tasted so good. 
and I can't remember what the, I, I just remember is limoncello. It, it tasted so good, Georgie. And I just want it back. Like I want it back in my life. And I, I, I think about it at least once a week. Mix all three, like the, the three different shots. Yes. They're so was, di- they were so different, but it worked. It worked. How could you drink those together? That's disgusting to me. I lost. I lost the game. I had to do it, and it and it worked out. I don't know how it worked out, but it just it tasted so good, and it's locked in my memory now. And like legit, I think about it once a week at least, maybe more. I always. I guess it goes back to the Roman Empire because we were in Rome, so you know. <laughs> I don't know the names for those three shots either, so I remember calling them uh, lemonade, mouthwash, and motor oil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were, and like separately, the limoncello was the best, but the other two were like meh. But mixed together, man, they were just, they were next level. They were next level. I can't like. That's yeah. Was that Mark Monday? Was that the same night that we went out for Mark Monday and got absolutely shit faced with Mark? Oh man, how much of that night can we share on a public platform? That's like um, almost a whole nother topic, like a whole nother day. <laughs> we, we need to dedicate an entire episode to A, our Italy trip, B, Mark Mondays, and C, Cali Mochos. I think that's... <laughs> Mark Monday was wild. <laughs> we, we, should, we should do a full account of our Italy trip. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. First night in Rome. Man, me, me and... Oh, man. Is it John? Yeah. 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 We should get some of the crew on the podcast. Dude, I'd be down. I'd be down. Have a little uh little get together. Yeah. Alright, sorry. All this stemmed from moving, by the way. Oh guys. I know. <laughs> Can you tell how badly we we don't want to talk about moving? Um, because of how much it sucks. (laughs) We're going to go from moving to weather to corn to, uh, what was our next jump? Uh, corn sommelier, then wine sommelier to Italy. (laughs) To wine, to (laughs) Coke, uh, Coca-Cola for the kids listening. Um, we are a drug-free podcast and then to Italy and we're 22 minutes in and we're back to moving because Georgie you did some moving uh what was it yesterday uh yeah yeah not so much from uh play not so much from home to home but uh from seat to seat at a uh, baseball stadium so Mm. um so had a work event um and bunch of people from my office um we got tickets to a white Sox game um now for those of you who know i'm a cubs fan but i'm never going to turn down a free ticket and i'm i'm going to say something as a cubs fan there are some things that the white Sox do better and we need to admit that the number one thing concessions incredible this is the 
this is the best kept secret in baseball that the Chicago White Sox have the best concessions out of any place I've ever been to. Now, I haven't been to all the stadiums, but at Wrigley Field, you can get a hot dog, you can get a burger, you can get a brat. You know, it is your standard baseball fare. At the White Sox games, some of the sections I I saw. So you can get all those normal ballpark items. You can get pizza. You can get barbecue. You can get um, tacos. You can get churros. You can get nachos. You can get, um, like, different types of sausage. There are so many different things. The best item... Oh, you oh you can get uh you can get like elotes, which is Sean as you know, corn, corn, street corn, dude. Oh. Our, our, let's just try to incorporate corn into as much as we can tonight. I think that's the <laughs> move. Love the me best, some corn. The best item on the menu, by a mile, is the Cuban sandwich. You ever had a Cuban, Sean? A Cuban sandwich? Hell yeah, I've had a Cuban. Those things are tasty. So good. And the White Sox Cuban, I have to get it every time I go, is just perfect. Like, they toast the bread, but it's buttery. So good. So good. Anyway, I'm there. Work event. Not terribly invested in the White Sox. They got beat 13-4 to last night, by the way. Yikes. Um, Yikes. They're so Who bad. Did they play? The Diamondbacks. They're so bad. Let's go Diamondbacks. You've lived in Arizona. You haven't lived in there long enough. You're, you're I Cubs have fan. to cheer for the state when it... Yeah, I'm a Cubs fan. Don't do But this. therefore, I still have to... Okay, we're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into it. There's, there's a wild card race right now. I don't know if you know. Both teams are in the thick of it. Um, but... But yeah, so uh, my one of my really good buddies from work and I were sitting in like the lower bowl. And the White Sox, not a lot of people go. There's a lot of empty seats. So seat hopping is a thing. The trick, you get upper deck seats. By the third inning, you get to move downstairs wherever you want. Makes Their sense. attendance is awful. Um. My buddy and I were looking, and we are right next to, like, this luxury section in right field. These comfy seats, big screen TVs right in front of you, like a, like a table like a, or a tabletop to put your food. Nice. It's like, it was like flying first class. And we were sitting in economy, and there's two people occupying maybe 30 seats. And so my buddy and I are like... Uh, he turns to me and he's he says, we're taking two of those seats. Walk with me. Like, no option. I was like, all right. We go Love sit it. down there. And two minutes, we're doing okay. Nobody challenges us. Nobody asks us for our tickets. We're down there two good minutes. Uh, two more of our coworkers, good friends of ours too, come down to join us. And now two becomes four. And all of a sudden, the security guard who there are jerk security guards who are like, I need to see your ticket. That'll, that'll really go after you. 
This was not that situation. This was um, a security guard who was so upset that we were forcing her to do our job. We were in the you wrong. Forced, you forced her hand. You she, made her she, she was like, damn it. There are 20 people at this game, and I'm going to have to yell at four of them. She was so mad, and I don't If it was just her. you two, you probably would have been fine. The other two, it's a party now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So she comes over. She's like, she had this look on her face like, please don't make me fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I can't believe I have to do this. I don't, I don't want to, but you gotta go. <laughs> She's like, can I see your tickets? And the one guy who's like, got all the tickets on his phone is like, Oh yeah. You know, let me show him. He tries to do the move where he shows her the tickets thinking she'll just be like, okay. Even yeah. though they're not in our section. And she's just like, yeah, that's the wrong ticket. <laughs> she's like, she's like, please, don't make me get you thrown out. <laughs> and we're just like, fine. You know? Yeah. It, it was it was so sad because all she wanted to do was go home. It was, mm. it was a bad game. Ten people are there. It's It was like kind of raining. She's miserable. She's miserable. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. Please, please, just go away. And so we walk off. I'm going to... Uh, yeah. Anyway, I felt bad. But the question is... Yes. Sean. question. Do you think seat hopping should be allowed at professional sporting events? Yes. 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 And I think one of the tri- tricks you're missing here, Georgie, when you're doing the seat hopping is you need to open up a ticket app and look to see what seats are available, what seats haven't been purchased. I know White Sox game, you're going to be fine wherever you go. That's but true. When you when you are doing this at a professional level, you got to be professional in your in your tactics here. One, you don't go for the cushy, comfy, comfy seats. Those security guards, they're going to be a little bit more stricter. Two, you look at the t- app, ticket app. You know, like whether it's SeatGeek, Game Time. Uh, Ticketmaster, you look at the ticket app and you try to find tickets that are still available. So then that way, you can go to those seats and no, you won't have to worry about anyone showing up because no one bought those tickets. That's a good move. That's a good move. Good point. Kind of like saying be artful with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with that. We weren't. We were just like the section Confidence over. Confidence is also key. You know. See, like the first two, I think we had that. Yeah. Like we Confidence. just, we said nothing and walked up. Yep. And then the other Towards two. The party though. The other two made it a party, you know. Um, yeah. We immediately blamed them. But. Uh, 100%. The worst part is. This was such a comfy seat. It was like cushioned. It was like a first class airplane seat. That sucks. That sucks. And then I got sent back to economy. And like 
I actually think the White Sox have nice stadium seats for what mm-hmm. it's worth. They're they're pretty comfy, but they're like a hard metal. Yeah. So I get out of the cushy seat. I go back to my regular seat, and it was immediately so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's tough to get back to that. I didn't feel it the whole game, but as soon as I got a small taste of how the other half lives, I'm just like, oh, now I have to sit in this metal chair like a peasant. (laughs) It was... It was awful. We got booed by strangers, too. Damn. For for the seat hopping? Yeah. So, like, our group from work, they were all booing us as we got uh, okay. kicked out. And then all of the other 12 fans that were at the game that stuck it out to the eighth inning were booing us, too. It was hilarious. But <laughs> it was... Uh, you know, we we flew too close to the sun on that one, I think. Yeah. So. Um, so you say you can move seats, play it right. Yep. And I'll take lesson learned. I think that's yeah. fair. I think no, that's I fair. think I think uh, you be artful about it, but definitely like you're already paying the paying the money to be there. You know, like it, it costs. Unless if you're going to the, what is it, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where, like, concessions are dirt cheap, then respect the seating there. Where's that? uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, is that the one that has, like, all Chick-fil-A in it? Something like that. But, like, the concessions are actually reasonably priced. Like, because the, the owner of the stadium wants people to be able to come out to a game and not lose, like spend an arm and a leg going to a game because the tickets are already so expensive. That's I, awfully nice of them. Hell yeah. It's like Costco having a buck 50 hot dog and drink combo and they're never going to change that fucking gold. You know? <laughs> Love the Costco hot dog. <laughs> no, no free sponsorships though, but uh, Costco, we're open for a sponsorship. Costco, call us. I got my golf clubs at Costco. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. I get my golf balls there and my golf uh, gloves. You play K-Sigs? Yes. Dude, I go through so many balls. I have to go with the Kirklands. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, uh, Speaking of sponsorships, though, we got another ad read here. Um, and you know, there's nothing better to get you through a little podcast recording than some homemade beef jerky. So let's crack open this bad boy. And, that is uh, the give biggest it a... bag of jerky I've ever seen. Yeah, dude, I I threw all three pounds of it together, so that way I could just kind of, you know, if someone wants all of it, I could have just sold it all in one one slab, you know. But uh, God, let's find a delicious. piece here. Ooh, but uh, yeah. Ooh, here we go. A nice little small piece. Um. But beef jerky, got beef jerky seasoning, Georgie. Another thing I haven't been asked yet was actually the price of seasonings. And mm, that is delicious beef jerky. But I got to figure out my seasoning prices because someone finally asked me to buy my 11 pepper seasoning kit. And you heard that right, 11 peppers. 
11 plus peppers. I can confirm there are 11 peppers in there, but there's more. I guarantee. I, I, I know for sure. Because it has everything from sweet Italian peppers to Carolina Reaper. And it is so tasteful. A little goes a long way. And it is a great seasoning kit. But, you know, it's it's not it's not for the uh, not for the week. It's it's got some kick. Got some I kick also make it. I make a lemon pepper seasoning with it as well. I take I I get some lemon zest and then I throw the, oh. Don't even get me started, but again, reach out to us at witsandsnacks at gmail.com so you can hear more about the product. Like I can go on and on about my product here. I love my product. It's tasty. I know it's good. So reach out to us, witsandsnacks at gmail.com, and we can hook you up. Show us that bag one more time. I'll show it one more time. Boom. Three pounds. Three pounds, baby. This is just a huge bag. I I love Huge bag. Huge bag. How much would that cost, the bag? Three pounds we sell for $90. Okay. Yeah, so it sounds pricey, but... Three pounds goes a long way. I'll also divvy it up by pound bag. So that way it, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to open it up and eat it right away. I'll even divvy it up by into half pound bags if you want. Might get a little bit more pricey because I have to use more equipment. But, mm. you know, we uh, want to help the customers and make it last as long as they can. So always, always willing to help the customers out here. Oh, well, so delicious. Talk about options. Options, baby. Options. Talk about options. We uh, we love our wits end snacks. Um, hoping to secure some jerky here pretty soon. Uh, we'll we'll talk off air. Um, we do ship also across the country, so we do have a season. Like we use a seasoning to let it cure, so that way it can be shelf stable. And we do uh, overnight shipping for you. Then we'll really have to talk. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so yeah, get your uh, get your wits end jerky, wits end snacks. Um, but we are going to be moving on here in a little bit, actually right now. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it's late again. Um, but yeah, let's segue into our rundown segment. Um, so talking about the biggest stories across college and professional football, um, Sean, we are going to lead it off with arguably the biggest game in college football last weekend. Uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish in their green uniforms. Beautiful, beautiful green uniforms drops a heartbreaker to Ohio State. Last second touchdown for the Buckeyes, 17 to 14. Sean on the last two plays. Notre Dame had ten men on the field. Your not thoughts. only did they not only did they have ten men, there was also a false start that the refs fucking missed. We're not going to talk about that. That would have won us the game. The interception in the last play would have won us the game. But ten men on the field, like George. There's just so much. There's so much. There's there's just so much. We we didn't run, we ran the ball too much. I felt like, you know, we should have, we should have aired it out a little bit with Sam Hartman, who you know we'll be talking about it later on. Is one of my favorites for for 
Heisman. Um, but I, I think we we didn't have the best called game by us, by the refs. Um, but that being said, the, the green uniforms with the gold helmets, oh, I just said helm, helmets. Uh, helmets. Helmets? Helmets. Hel- helmets. That, the, the, hold on, sidebar. That would be a great, if you have like a spicy mint, yeah. oh, use your 11 spices yes. on a mint. Yes. Helmets. I love helmets. Helmets. I like that. I like All right. that. Sorry. I just needed to let you know that before I lost it. Um, But yeah, anyways, the green green uniforms with the gold helmet, I love it. It's a crisp look. I love the the green uniforms. Uh, I thought they were going to come out and win, and they looked really good. Seeing them drop to 11 just kind of sucked. But, you know, that's what happens when you lose, you know. So uh, they got got a tough week, but it's just – it was – I'm scarred from that game. I'm scarred. It was hard. It was hard. The The officiating, I feel like every game you can find a situation where the referees are the problem. Um, I, you know, I know something that I remember when I played any sport, coaches would say, control what you can control. And that's your own preparation, your own attention to detail. And that's where I'm more disappointed. Um, I thought Notre Dame played a good game. I thought Ohio State played well, too. It was two evenly matched teams up until the end. Kind of a clean game on both ends. Both teams playing really well defensively. Um, And then the offense has picked it up in the second half. But the control, what you can control, Notre Dame didn't do that. It's unacceptable to have 10 guys on the field at any time. Agreed. It it is unacceptable. Especially right after a timeout. Yes. Like agreed. There's 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 no like why? Why? It frustrates me, George. I I I coached high school and two years I had a lot of kids that were new to football at the high school level. I think we had ten I we had ten men on the field maybe once in two years. And that's high school. In college a Division One program, unacceptable. Um, like primetime game too. Like it's so unacceptable to have ten men on the field. I, you know, but unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Question about the green uniforms, though. They yes. were nice. They were very mm-hmm. cool. I feel like Notre Dame's green uniforms have caused the fan base quite a bit of trauma over the years. Uh, they, of course, wore green during the Bush push game. Um, there was another game, too, I think, in between these two that they wore green that went awfully. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain I remember that game, too. Yeah, they, uh, they never, you know, they have terrible the luck. Green in uniforms, green. they're crisp. They're crisp, but they it also so nice. brings tragedy. Brings tragedy a lot, a lot of the Man, times. I feel it, like it, you know. Um, so that's just tough. But damn, do they look good? They, look they sexy, do. You know, they do. I wish, I wish the green uniforms didn't come with such, such tragedy. Yeah. Um. But it was nice to see Notre Dame stacking up with Ohio State a year ago. They got, they got hit hard. 
Yeah, they did. And this year they were they were playing with one of the best teams in the country. They were right there with them. Mm-hmm. Got to fix some things if you're Notre Dame. But not an awful performance. But it was no. it was heartbreaking that they didn't seal the deal. Yes. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, we're we're All both right. we're both a little sad. So let's let's move on, Sean. Yep. Our next story that we're going to talk about is uh, Colorado just getting absolutely pummeled, pummeled, Georgie, pummeled by Oregon, pummeled, humbled, pummeled. Oh, I heard they pum- got. Pummeled. I heard pummeled. I'm sorry. I said pummeled. They got pummeled. I'm not saying humbled. They got pummeled. Oh, are you making up a word? Is pummeled not a word? No, it's pummeled. No B. <laughs> I thought I thought you were mixing pummeled and humbled. Is pummeled is not a word. Wow. Alright. Yeah, I'm making it's up a, a word. It's a word now. Pummeled. It's a word. It's they a got word pummeled now. Pummeled. Because they did. We're coining it. <laughs> We're coining it. Pummeled. Sean, can you uh, can you give us a dictionary definition for pummel? Yeah, it's when you get humbled by getting shit pumped so badly. <laughs> Pumbled. Um, we uh, they lost forty two to six. They just they looked they looked soft out there. It was it was absolutely brutal to watch. Did you watch any of it, Georgie? I I got I got to watch the first half. I, I will admit that I stopped watching. Um, I had I don't to, blame you. I had to travel, but the beginning of the game, even from the jump, we like Colorado. They are the story of college football this year, deservedly so. I think they're still a great team. But they got a taste of what a top tier Division One program is like, yeah. and I think a lot of those guys transferring from Jackson State, you just you just can't replicate mm-hmm. what it's like to go into Autzen Stadium, one of the toughest places to play in America, and you know, I honestly think they gave their best. And Oregon's it, just like, we know what we're doing. Welcome yeah. to the show. And here's what I'll say. It's not for lack of trying to get that atmosphere in place during practice. Because during practice last week, the the coaches were walking around practice with speakers, like right in the players. So that way, like you could try to get the sense of the loudness of that stadium. But until you're actually in the stadium that loud, it's you you won't be able to get that effect. You know, like mm-hmm. you can do so much you can during practice, but you'll never be able to accurately represent what it feels like. Because you don't have, what is it, 60,000 people or something like that or more? I can't remember how many people they had in there. But, the, so many. But like you can't, you, you can't replicate that at practice. It's, it's impossible. No. So they did the best that they could, but it's just it's never going to be enough when you're going into a stadium like that, you know. Yeah, and obviously you don't you don't want to lose that badly. 
in any Never. game. But if you're Colorado, you have overachieved to this point. You you've yeah. you have exceeded everyone's expectations at the beginning of the season. Um, I I don't think this loss is like damning or it's over. Um, it's this is a this is a program that is going to take time to build up. This team wasn't going to go undefeated, and I'm guessing many people had Oregon circled as their first huge test. So here we are. They failed the test. They didn't fail the class. You know, they didn't fail the semester. Yep. Just one test. Yeah. They'll be okay. I, I really think they'll be okay. Travis Hunter's back in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned. One thing, one thing I loved, uh, Travis Hunter was trying to come back for this week. I don't know if you saw this, but he texted uh, Coach Prime. He's trying to get back. But uh, Coach Prime is just class, dude. He's straight class. He, he is truly a coach that cares about the player, um, cares about the person more more than the than just as a player, you know? Cure personalis, as, as, as us Jesuits would like to say. Care for the whole person. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, he's like, he's like, no, like, in order for you to best help the team, you need to be full strength. We don't want you coming back early. No, I just I love seeing that from a coach, you know, just really caring about the whole person and not just the results on the field, you know? Yeah, no. And it, it's 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 great. I, I think this is a bad week, but I think the train keeps rolling. A hundred percent in Colorado. And I, I think all the credit to Dion. I still think they did a lot better than I thought they would. So, you know. Happy for them. And we'll see how they – well, they got USC this week. I don't know how well they're going to cover. Another tough game. Uh, this might be a rough stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I don't know what to expect from that game, especially after seeing what happened with Oregon. But hope for the best, plan for the worst, you know. So uh, hopefully that they're doing the preparations that they need to be doing. You know, keeping their head down and just grinding so that way they can try to come out on top, I think, is what they need to be doing. As well, Vince Lombardi likes to say, aim for if we aim for perfection if we aim for perfection, we can catch excellence. Or no, perfection is not attainable, but if we chase it we can catch excellence. There we go. Yeah. I always get there. You get there. The the way, you know, Nobody's perfect. Vince Lombardi. So he get he gets it. Um outside of those two games, we had a we had a few more ranked games this week. Um this was again big week for college football. Um some of the other big games across the country. Penn State absolutely pumbled Iowa thirty one to nothing. I would argue that's a worse pumbling. Are we shocked that, that Iowa put up zero points? No. Utah beats <laughs> Go Hawks. Uh Utah beats UCLA 14 to 7. Oof. Alabama over Ole Miss 14 to 10. Big scoring game of the week. Washington State over Oregon State 38 to 35 and what I think was one of the most fun games of the weekend. Florida State beating Clemson in overtime 
31 to 24. Sean, out of these games, which one sticks out to you? Biggest game, most fun. All right. I absolutely loved the Florida State Clemson game. It was I was I I was electric because I'm like, holy shit, is Georgia about to have to eat crow with Florida State here? But no, they came back, they did what they do, and they won. But Clemson, you know, I th- I can't remember they've they've beaten Florida State the last number of times, I feel like. So like there is uh there is that sitting in the back of their minds. But uh, they came out on top, and they really shut them down in overtime there, which was beautiful to see. Uh, I love the Washington State and Oregon State game, too. I love high-scoring games. I'm a points guy. Um, But uh, the game that I thought was kind of interesting was the Alabama and Ole Miss game. Um, It just was so much low scoring than I was expecting those teams to be. And if I remember correctly, Bama wasn't looking too hot in the first half. But they came back out, obviously, and, and won. But uh, it just wasn't like – it was a game that I wasn't expecting the score to look like that for, you know? Yeah, the the SEC has just kind of looked fine, haven't they? Yeah, they they haven't looked great. They haven't looked outstanding. They live fine. Yeah, they're they're doing fine. Like I feel like Pac twelve and Big Ten are looking a lot nicer. Texas is doing their thing down in Big Twelve. Yeah. And Oklahoma too. Um you may remember I was a big believer in Texas. I was I, I I was is, first. Was that the school you were in? Yeah. I, I was I was first to back the Longhorns. You told me not to, but I was like I I believe not not, not the Sooners, right? I I believe in Texas, um, but yeah, SEC just kind of okay. We'll see what happens come playoff mm-hmm. time, but not terribly impressed. Big game for me. I just love that Iowa got goose egged. I I, yeah. I don't know why. I don't have a real reason to hate Iowa. But I just like they started scoring points early on in the year. And some of our friends from college who were Hawkeye fans just started like posting on Facebook and Twitter like, oh, you know, maybe this is the year they turn around. I was looking good. They're ranked. They're undefeated. This is the Hawkeyes. I'm sorry to say. And it was it was so nice to just see those Facebook posts and tweets turn back into Hawkeye depression. And here's so what I kind of I kind of want to say something to this game is this is a representation of the Big Ten East versus the Big Ten West. Like the Big Ten East, I feel like is just way more dominant. You have Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Who do you have on the on the West? You got Wisconsin. Iowa, who just got shit pumbled, like shit pumbled. We're not even going to mention. We're not even going to mention Nebraska. Fucking, they're going up against Michigan this week. They're going to get pumbled. You know, like. <laughs> I'm thinking like Pumbaa from The Lion King. <laughs> Every time you say pumbled. 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, moving. That's yeah, oh, moving right along. Moving right along. We will shift into our biggest stories in the NFL. Um two interesting games this weekend for your favorite teams, Sean. Um you know, we start with your Denver Broncos. Mm. What what was the score? Broncos Dolphins, Sean, do you remember? Do you remember? Uh it was, it was like Broncos had 20. They had a great 20 point game. Yeah, nice 20 point outing for the Broncos. Too bad the Dolphins scored <sighs> 70. Um but but yeah. <laughs> Uh, five touchdowns Ten on the touchdowns. ground, five in the air. I mean, seven touchdowns. Come on, Dolphins two points shy of the highest scoring game in the Super Bowl era. Um, we'll talk about the Dolphins in a minute, but man, your Broncos, you you were going through it, and as, yeah, as um, a consolation, right as that game was over, your other team. The Chicago Bears <laughs> got this... pummeled yeah. by the Chiefs 41 nothing. Sean, your teams are going through it right now. 0-3, awful losses this weekend. Yeah. Which team do you think is the bigger mess? Um, I honestly, I mean, I... The Broncos got 20 points. So I mean, like... <laughs> but they gave up 70, Sean. Exactly, exactly. Like, uh, I, dude, it was just, it was tough to watch, man. Like, it was, it was sad. And I just, I was, I was addicted to it, man. I don't know what was sadder, me actually watching the game or me wanting to keep watching the game in hopes that they were going to try to make a comeback of some sort. Maybe try to get another touchdown. It's like, it's a sick addiction I have. This hope I have for my fucking teams that, like, never pays out, man. When the, You know, you want to hear something really sick? When the fucking Broncos went to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 48 against the fucking Seahawks, who they lost to? Russell fucking Wilson. Why the fuck did we hire him? I don't fucking know. But anyways... While we were watching this game, you might remember because it was in the dorm rooms, Georgie. And I was the only one cheering for the Broncos. I don't know if you remember this. That's, Every, not, that's not true. Everyone did that's not want not me to true. win. That's not true. No, I hated the it, Seahawks. But you wanted to see me in pain. Don't even lie. No, no, I was hammered. I didn't care who was who was winning Whoa. that game. I was so drunk. Oh, yeah, but you 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 were part of the enjoyment of seeing me in pain. I I do remember that. That's but it, that's the one Super I made, Bowl I don't remember. Um, I made so many bets with people in the dorm room that during during the game at halftime I made bets with people, and everyone just felt so sorry for me after that that they tried giving me my money back. I'm like, no, no, I don't know what's worse. The embarrassment from that Super Bowl or the embarrassment for this game. What I'm really pissed about in this game, Georgie is coach Mike McDaniel. Fuck him. He should have no. broke the goddamn record. That little spineless piece of shit. Break no. the fucking record. You right. already Fuck. embarrassed us. 
Break the fucking record. First of all, this segment is to talk about the Bears and the Broncos. So you keep you keep my coach's name out of your fucking mouth. Second. (laughs) All right. That was a team captain decision. All right. And he went with his captains. That's a good coach. Fuck that captain. Fuck that captain. You shut up. What captain? What captain? Tua? It was all of them. It was all the captains. Boo. I don't, I, don't, I don't care who it is. Why do you immediately assume it's Tua? You a Tua hater? No, he has too many concussions like me. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you should be nicer to him. Um, anyway, Bears-Broncos. I feel like the Broncos have a a coach and a quarterback that you know, like, they're pros, they're, they're veterans. Yeah, and I trust that a lot more than what's going on with the Bears. That coaching staff is a nightmare. Nightmare. Um, and honestly, Alan Williams, the guy that uh, left under the most mysterious circumstances ever, we <laughs> probably shouldn't talk about it. Um, maybe not the worst. Maybe you know <laughs> this whole staff. Luke Getzey calling plays saying. You know, we have the uh, the second fastest quarterback in the NFL. Let's keep him in the pocket, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's have this guy make all of his reads versus an offensive line that's an OSHA violation. Like, I, I, got, I got no – like, the Broncos looked bad, but the Bears looked sad, and that's kind of yeah. the difference for me. Yeah. Um, you know, those coaches are gone at this point. And honestly, you should fire him now. Agreed. The Broncos have something. Not a lot, but like 20 points worth of something. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on uh, from the worst teams to the best teams in football. Uh, Sean, we got a few teams at the top starting to separate themselves as maybe the Cream of the crop, the league, contenders. Who stands out to you as teams that improved or maybe hurt their stock this weekend? Um, I definitely think the Chiefs. I mean, like, when you go up against the Bears, it just makes you look good. You know, it also might have been – we're going to get into this a little bit more also. Might have been because Taylor Swift was there, but we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. We're very Taylor Swift heavy at the end Um, of this podcast. Pro Taylor Swift podcast. Pro Taylor Swift, a hundred percent. We like Taylor, um, but uh, you know, so there's a couple reasons why the Chiefs could have looked good out there. You know, um, another team. I think I, I might mention all the teams that you're going to mention, but the Chiefs, Dolphins, uh, and that they just looked. They looked solid. The Bills looked fucking solid. They put up like what is it, thirty four to three or some shit like that, like. Yeah, they're kind of back. You know, they're 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 coming back. They need to just find their feeding a uh, a little bit after the whole uh, Aaron Rodgers thing. You know, so I think uh, there's a couple teams I'm excited for. You know, the Eagles barely, uh, not barely. They 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 got by. You know, they I didn't get to watch the whole game, so I could be a you know mis misrepresenting here, but. I expected more from the Eagles, maybe mainly because Devontae Smith did not get me enough 
fantasy points as I needed. So that's what I'm so, kind of mad about. So it's a fantasy thing. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I I think the Eagles in the in the NFC it's Eagles and 49ers. Yes. Th- those are the two top teams. I think the Cowboys, the Cardinals aren't bad. They're a lot better than we thought they were. Yeah. Lo- you can't lose to the Cardinals. No. If you're the if you're the Cowboys, unacceptable loss, unacceptable to lose to lose by that much. You know, yeah. it's unfortunate. The Cowboys look great for stretches. I like I like Dak as a quarterback. I do. And then at some point, and maybe it's good that it's early, it just falls apart. And this is like one of those fall apart games. Um, you know, I don't know, but Eagles and 49ers in the NFC are the top teams that look great. AFC, I agree with you. Chiefs, Dolphins, obviously, um, with the way they're playing. The Bills are fighting to get up there. Um, you know, but take your bias know. out of here. Take your bias out of here. It's it's not just because it's the Bills. It's Josh Allen for me. You know, there's just he, he had a bad interception in this game where he just chucked it deep. Was like, screw it, somebody's yeah. down there, and threw, you know, an interception, and it's just like, you know. Mahomes isn't gonna do that. No, Mahomes won't. M- Mahomes. Jalen Hurts isn't gonna do that. Brock Purdy and Tua are their own little like Special lead the cases. defense and call audible nerd type players. But those other guys are are good athletes and and have stronger arms. They're not they're not making those mistakes like Josh Allen is. So I can't. I just don't trust it. I just That's don't fair. trust it. Um, so that's just me. So, but moving into our, uh, got a little bit of a lightning round here. A couple things we want to cover. Um, so we're going to be real quick with these. Uh, what do we want to call these? Light lightning round quickies. Nah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure quickies. it out. <laughs> quickies. I have a coworker. She's older. She's so sweet. And when she like has to ask me a question, just be like, George, you got time for a quickie? And I'm like, hmm. Oh. And I know she doesn't mean she it. She means well. She means she well. Mean, she doesn't mean it sexually. But every time. And I've seen her like ask other people, like, you got time for a quickie? Hmm. Mm. Nope. <laughs> no, I don't. Human resources. Um, <laughs> we're not calling them quickies, but we're calling them quickies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moving moving right into it, Sean, favorites for the Heisman. Who do you got? Uh, I already mentioned one of them, Sam Hartman. I like him. He, if I remember correctly, he hasn't thrown any interceptions. I could be wrong. I can't remember. Do so. But, um, you know, he's looking good. He's looking solid. Again, like this game, they didn't just – they didn't utilize him as well as they should have. Another one, I like Shadur. He's – he's got a little flair, you know. Like uh, he might be a little un- – uh, both of these are more, I feel like, that could be underdogs for this, you know? Um, but uh, who's the QB for fucking uh, Oregon? I can't remember his name. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. He looked, he looked fucking solid out there, man. 
he had um, a nuclear game against Colorado. Dude, like he's he's in the, he's in my list right now. He made he made my list after after seeing him this weekend. You know, so those are those are my three top three I have right now for for Heisman. Um, I like those. I like your picks. Yeah. I like your picks. I got two more. Uh, my uh, I'll pick three just to match your three. Um, that I think are all up there, quarterbacks as well. Um, Caleb Williams, he, he's he's probably the best player in college football, regardless of if he wins the Heisman. Um, you know, USC hasn't really been tested yet. He's doing everything well, almost so good it's boring. You know, we'll see what happens when he has a big test. Um, Notre Dame. Michael Penix Jr. from Washington is my guy right now. Ooh. That mm. dude is putting up insane numbers um 16 touchdowns two interceptions i looked it up i don't know how many yards but it's a lot um that i mean he's just putting up gross numbers excuse me allergies um and i i just think he is doing really well um jordan travis for florida state is a guy that i think needs to elevate a little bit he's got some big games coming up um, obviously showed some poise in the second half versus Clemson, but um, I think he's got to put together some big performances down the stretch here um, to be included. I'm still sticking with my dark horse pick. I like Travis. We're just going to have to see where it goes from here. Uh, next up, Aaron Rodgers as has announced on the Pat McAfee show that um, his Achilles is healing up perfectly well. Um, he had a new um, experimental procedures done on his Achilles, and he believes that he will come back and play for the Jets this season. Sean? Um, unfortunately, uh, ayahuasca doesn't cure Achilles ruptures. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's happening. I'm calling bullshit. If he comes back this season... His career's ending because he's going to get injured again and he's going to be out. Like, it's not happening. I, I I just love that after everything that happened with COVID, we get a full year of Aaron Rodgers continuing to deal with medical professionals and just tell thousands, like hundreds of years of science to Fuck go you. screw yourself. <laughs> I I love that we just get a front row seat to Aaron Rodgers just in defiance of science and God saying, well, I rubbed this special leaf on my ankle and my Achilles <laughs> heals up. It's, it's, it's awesome. This is really the Aaron Rodgers we wanted to see. Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, is great. But Aaron Rodgers, the whack job. He's really the most entertaining Aaron Rodgers. So I cannot wait to see a crystal around his neck sometime soon. I feel like that's next. (laughs) Um, Our next thing that we're going to be talking about is one of my favorite things that I saw this weekend is the NIL deal for some Iowa State players. Uh, the players' names are Miles Purchase, Tyler Moore, Tommy Hammond, and Caleb Bacon. What could you be? 
wondering that's for? Well, it's for the Iowa Pork Producers, Georgie. And they have them lined up in a picture. And it says, purchase more ham and bacon. And Georgie, I can't tell you how much I fucking love this. (laughs) Outside of corn... I get five points for adding corn to the conversation again. (laughs) Outside of corn, that ad might be the most Iowan thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Purchase more ham and bacon. You know, they're like, you know, the Iowa pork producers were just sitting in a meeting. And there's like, there's a there's a cyclone fan who's just like, you know. Those boys over at Iowa State got some funny names. I feel like we could make something out of this. And then they just like cracked themselves up so much that they had to roll with this yeah, idea. A hundred percent, man. I, like I love it. It's, just... it's quintessential Iowa, and I love it. Yes. I love it's everything. It's so fucking funny. It's it's Iowa in a nutshell, man. It's it's gold. And I just gold I love like the... corn. Like corn. Uh, This is a real corny podcast tonight. Um, That that one was cheap. I I, I don't want I don't want credit for that one. Um, Moving back to the NFL. um, Speaking of a speaking of corn, um, I feel like McCorkle Jones probably uh, it's kind of a corny dude. Um, We're done. But uh, Jets cornerback Sauce Gardner said uh, on social media and and to uh, reporters this week that Mac Jones tried to hit him in the uh, the Cajones, Sean. Yeah. I saw the video, Georgie, and kind of looked like it, but you could also kind of go either way on it. But that being said, I'm going to go with he was he was trying to get a cheap shot on my boy Sauce Gardner. You know, the Jets are down bad already. He's trying to kick them all down. It's a it's a rivalry game. Like, why not? Why not? So I I think Mac Jones. Mac Jones might have done it. I think he definitely did. Yeah, he got caught he, last year trying to kick. Uh, who was that guy on the Bears? I fucking thought that was right. Yeah, he. And he reminds me of the – he's the football version of who's the Duke player. Is it Grayson Allen? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's that, he's the football Grayson Allen. <laughs> that jerk. Um, who, by the way, was traded to the Phoenix Suns like four yeah, hours ago. Yeah, dude. I know. I, I saw that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not a basketball podcast. I am a Miami Heat fan. I have thoughts. I hope Joe Cronin gets a parking ticket tonight. Um, but that's all I'm going to say about it. Maybe two <laughs> parking tickets. I God, no, we're going to do it. I hate you, Joe Cronin. I hate you so much. <laughs> you scumbag clown. You are garbage. And I, I will go to church this Sunday and pray to my Lord and Savior that you run into Mac Jones someday and he kicks you in the nuts. That's how much I hate you 
<laughs> Joe Cronin. You stupid loser. Um, <laughs> got it out of your system now, Georgie. I got it. I got. I got it out of my system. But I. I got a feeling that we're going to be talking about Joe Cronin more. Probably. I hate him so much. What a just garbage human being. Yeah. I'm not <sighs> a biggest fan of that trade. We're a mostly football podcast. We're talking about football. <laughs> Screw you, Joe Cronin. Um, Sean, in your notes, we have Sean Fantasy Help. <laughs> Who yes. are we subbing? So we, I'm in a couple leagues here, all right? We're going to try to make this snappy. So we're not going to focus on one of the leagues, but we have a Survivor League where I need to pick two teams. So while you pull up the NFL schedule, I'm going to run you through a draft. A, a, not a draft, a trade that's proposed in my other league here, Okay. I don't know my big I don't know if I'm the biggest fan. So two people have sent me a trade. All right. One of the trades is I receive uh Jerry Judy and uh Joshua Kelly and I give up Mike Williams and James Cook. What are our thoughts on that trade? No. Don't do it. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was kind of leaning towards. This is the second trade. And again, I feel like I might get a little, uh, it's going more towards him than towards me. You know, I want a little bit more equal playing ground. I would receive Jared Goff, DJ Moore, and Brees Hall. I would give up Tua, James Cook, and Garrett Wilson. Immediate non-starter. I, 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 why do people want James Cook from you so bad? I don't know why. He's he's a starter for me, actually. Though like, he's doing well, he but has he's not been. like lighting the world. On, but like even off air, you've sent me like five different trade offers, and every time somebody wants James Cook, I don't get it. Every time. Um, but with with the way the Dolphins are playing right now, you can't give away Tua. That's how I'm feeling. But so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Someone in the league put Tua on the trade block because his team. I mean, not Tua, Tyreek. Oh, did they already? Hold on. Damn it. They already made the trade. Damn. I was going to try to get Tyreek Hill and I was going to talk to you about it. Holy fuck. What kind of trade is that? I'm I'm trying to negotiate and. My league. That's unreal. All right. We won't worry about the trades. All right. Back to the, the Survivor League. All right. Okay. What two teams are we feeling for this week that are confident yeses, confident wins? Oh, honestly, I had a really hard time with this. Who it's have you tough. already picked? So, who I've already picked. Um, I should have had that up. That is my bad. Let me let me pull that up here real quick. Um, I know I've picked the Chiefs in one of them. I picked the 49ers. Um, so, and just a little context. So we have three different teams. So each team we have is their own. It's like Sean 1, Sean 2, Sean 3 is its own Survivor's League. 
everyone. So I have two Survivor Leagues left because I was dumb and I decided to take the Cowboys over the Cardinals this past weekend. Who would have thought the Cardinals would have won? Josh Dobbs has kind of turned kind of turned that organization around, right? I may say so myself. Like, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Yeah. I I don't know if it's a hot take. Cardinals are spicy. And uh, Kyler Murray, maybe it's time to think about yeah, baseball. Yeah, baseball might be a good uh, little transition there for, uh, uh, for what's his name, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Oh, man, my computer is so I don't think you're coming right back to the Cardinals. This was a bad idea. Um, we have lost Sean's video. Sean, can you still hear me? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. We are... My computer. Can What's going on? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. I'm just going to close you. it. We're not going to look at the teams. We'll talk more off air on this because it's... My internet's too shit right now. Yeah. All right. Let's we can edit this part out and post. We can edit out the whole Sean fantasy help if we want to for this time around. So your so your internet. So I don't bad. know. I don't know even why it's so bad right now. Right now that like, like I'm off internet on my phone. Hmm. I literally am only running like my TV's off. I'm only running my computer on internet right now. I think hmm. I might have too many tabs open. Yeah, I got no clue. There, there's there's definitely that possibility here, Georgie. There's definitely the... Right. We're back. Well, you're back. We're back, baby. For now. You're back. Can you still see me? It's laggy it. on my end. Okay. You're a little laggy. Okay. We'll we'll live with it. I'll put a picture up of you <laughs> if we need to in uh in post, but uh yeah. Um we're done with your survivor pool. I like yeah. Minnesota. I picked Minnesota in mine. I feel like they're playing mm-hmm. the the Panthers. They're too good. They're 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 too good to be zero and four. Yeah, I I think that's a lock for me. They're like not gonna that's they're not, not gonna go. That's not four. a bad pick. Watch, watch like, them go zero and four. Bucks and Saints game like these games are just gonna be too good to. And I say too good. They're gonna be too close. I shouldn't say any game's gonna be too good because the Broncos and Bears game is not gonna be good. That is not gonna be fun to watch and quite. Well, quite frankly, I think that game's gonna end. That's in the last tie, game, we're and they're talk both about. gonna be zero and three still. But <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> so. That's your pick. That's that's your pick right, in the toilet bowl on. of the week. I think I think the Broncos have a little bit more going for them. The Bears have looked pathetic. There's glimmers of hope games. with the Broncos. The Broncos. But... I'm not too thrilled with Russell Wilson. 
He should he should have done better. I think they I think well, they beat the Bears. Should be better. But uh let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Um big news coming out of a uh, Chiefs camp. Travis he Kelsey did get a new girlfriend. Got a new girlfriend. You may have heard of her. Her name's Taylor Swift. Um, she's a you know. Um, I've I've been told Allegedly. she's a famous uh, sure. musical artist. But uh, someone Allegedly. is counting uh, a little Allegedly. fun fact here. Since Taylor and Travis are confirmed, uh, someone is counting on the internet. How many? T- uh, how long does it take for Travis? To get touchdowns this year, as Taylor has Grammys. Grammys, she has 12. Travis, I think, is at three right now. So, you know, he's he's a quarter of the way there. And uh, we'll see how long it takes him to get there. He's on uh, one of my yeah. fantasy teams. I, so I, I, would lo- I wish I had him That'd on my really fantasy nice. teams. Um because he's always been a go-to tight end. I always get in the past because I usually take him in the third round, but people started taking him in the first round this year. So, fuck me. Yeah. That was me. Um, rumor I heard, you know mm. uh, T-Swift is I a big Eagles this. fan. Are we, are, we going, are, we, are we getting so, in on this theory? The conspiracy I heard... I love this. I'm theory, ready to Jordan. entertain it. I I'm love ready to entertain. This like, you want me to go in on is, this? I, uh, I I think I told you about it. Okay. You, so there's a theory going around. Yeah, hit me with it. That Taylor, because she's a known Eagles fan, so she is be, becoming boy relationship, getting in a relationship with Travis right now. She is going on her. Uh, international tour in November. So things are going to be like, she's going to be spending a lot of time with Travis. Then they're going to have a good time away from each other, but then things are going to get a little rocky and she's going to come back toward, like they're going to have a messy breakup right before the Super Bowl or something of that extent to mess with Travis's mind. So that that way, the Eagles, her known allegiance, wins the Super Bowl. Hmm. That's uh. Is it a little far fetched? I feel like it's a little far. A hundred percent. I've also heard another theory that still has like if Travis and Taylor ending up together in the end. But she has a different ploy on how to make it happen. These Swifties theories, man, they go in depth. In depth. Um, I went down a rabbit hole this afternoon just listening to these different theories, man. And it's, uh, I'm kind of here for it. (laughs) That's. I, I think I think we're gonna see how it plays out. I, I need to see a couple of weeks before I evaluate kind of what the deal is with this relationship. Um but I think 
it, the incorporation of Swifties yes. with football fans is my favorite like prospect for this season. I think it's going to be so interesting. Two totally different worlds coming together. Um, my other, the other highlight of the uh, Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift situation is um, a question I'm going to post. <laughs> I, I think just and that's not a question, but it's the coolest thing that uh, Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, low key a Swifty, Georgie. But tell us about. Have you it. seen this show? Tell us about it. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna read I'm gonna read two tweets for you. First one is from uh, Patriots reporter Mike Rice. Uh, Bill Belichick on Travis Kelsey slash Taylor Swift. Quote, I would say that Travis Kelsey has had a lot of big catches in his career. This would be the biggest. Now, how the heck does the hoodie know about T-Swift? Well, let me tell you, um, according to another tweet from Complex, he went to her concert at Gillette Stadium this year. And his, his thoughts were, uh, after she performed in the rain, that was pretty impressive. She's tough, man. She just stood out there and played right through He's it. He's a Swifty. Bill Belichick, game respects game. I think that's what we're talking about. You know, I, I love that Bill was described her playing in the rain like a quarterback like yeah she was she was tough she just stood in there and you know she dealt with she dealt with it (laughs) you know she she took you know trying to do it like my belichick but you know sometimes you gotta you know you know you gotta you gotta play for the weather you gotta understand the weather and play with play with the weather gives you and we're on to cincinnati um I think I think it's great that just the, the grumpiest man in the universe has a soft spot yeah. for this pop star. I, I I love it. I I hope we get more Bill Belichick, Taylor Swift content. That would be amazing. I hope they become that friends. Be that would be my amazing. favorite end um, result from this. No, I I think I think Taylor Swift it might be good for the NFL. But yeah, it's. Getting uh, Travis Kelsey on the map potentially. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Not not before this. Nobody she, knew who Travis Kelsey was the before. For sure. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is this is two established brands coming together, but um. Speaking of established well, brands, Sean no hit us with our D3 today, spotlight. We have our NAIA Briarcliff University. It's okay. It's okay. NAIA D3. My apologies. Both are, you know, they're not D1, so it's harder. It's harder, you know, harder to remember sometimes. It's okay. But Briarcliff University, they squeaked out a win this weekend. They beat the Hastings Broncos 19-16. to Love to see it. Love to see Coach Cozio, our boy, get a dub this this weekend. Uh, Briarcliff, we need some gear. We want to rep you. Uh, send us some gear. You know, I'm a size 3XL. You know, I take hats also. I can't find the hat Co- Coach Cozio already gave me. It's somewhere in my mess of packing because I have to move, Georgie. But, uh... 
Briarcliff, love to see the win. Keep it up, boys. Good luck this weekend against Concordia. Fully agree. Nate, send us stuff. We will rep Briarcliff no on this podcast. And that's no not a sponsorship. Asked. We just want to rep our boy. But you know what is a sponsorship? Wits and Jerky with our three. <laughs> the three-pound bag of beef jerky right here. It's our last product placement of this evening uh, by our sponsor, Wits and Snacks. Home for your most flavorful homemade beef jerky, hot sauces, seasonings, and other treats. For more information on our products and to place an order, email us at witsandsnacks at gmail.com. That's wits, W-H-I-T-S, and snacks at gmail.com, and we can get you hooked up. Well, listeners, are you sick of hearing about Wits and Snacks over and over? We're not, but we are willing to share some space with some space with you. Um, if you'd like to advertise something, anything, you have a product, you have a service that you want to provide, um, please reach out to us. Uh, we would love to share what you do and what you have to share. Um, so reach out to us through our social channels. Uh, by email at shipandcrewpod at gmail.com. Um, you can find that email also through our links, um, through our socials. Um, and honestly, we know who's listening to this podcast at this point. Reach out to us personally. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to get you on um, and sell what you love. Um, moving back into Taylor Swift here. Um, our last segment of uh, the night, we are going to be a do, doing a draft for our favorite Taylor Swift songs. Georgie will lead us off. It'll be a, do we want to do snake draft or just keep doing alternating? So you, me, you, me, you, me, you, me. Okay. Oh, so I'll go George, draft. then I'll go two picks. George will go two picks. And we both get five picks. Ah, can you hear me? Oh, we lost you again. Okay, we're back. We're back. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. So I don't know what it cut out on, but we're going to be doing a five five song draft. We're taking, you know, can't pick the same song, and yeah, we're going to see who has a better list at the end of it. Georgie, go ahead and start us off. I'm giving you the one one one. Um, I'm picking one. Not because I think, not because it's my favorite song, but I think it is the most okay. culturally significant of all of Taylor's songs. And I'm going That's with a 22. Wrong first pick, Georgie. I don't think that song is very good, but I love that she, <laughs> she yeah. picked an age where. For everyone's twenty second birthday, from the moment that song was released, hundred percent. I played it, it on my that birthday. That song has to be 100%. played on your birthday. And it is, it is, it, it is such a letdown and a reminder, yeah, that your birthday is no longer fun or interesting, because your twenty first birthday is your best birthday. You go out, you go to a bar for the first time, you show off your ID. 
all that fun stuff. It's, mm. it's a huge milestone birthday. The only milestone when you turn 22 is th- the sure. weight you've gained putting on beer miles over the last year. And then the, this stupid song that your one friend is going to have to put on the touch tunes. That's it. She cornered the market on possibly the worst birthday ever. All right. So my next pick. Good for Taylor. Um, the, so- the song <laughs> so my, is good. My, pick, my first pick is George gave us like a five minute explanation on his first draft pick. <laughs> we don't need an explanation that long. I had to. <laughs> I'm going to go with you belong. We're with not me. doing that every time. Like, I can't believe you didn't take that as your one one. Um, that's that's such an easy one one for me. Um, uh, you belong it with was me. On my, my it was on my short pick, list. Oh, man, right? Go with one of her newer songs, or go with uh, I got I gotta go with Anti Hero. I'm going with Anti Hero. Yeah. And that's that. I knew that was going to be coming up next. I had to take it. I had to. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. So there's two on my list that are gone. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I went too long. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Um. I am gonna go with. Everything Ooh. has changed, featuring Ed Sheeran. I like that um, pick, Georgie. It is just, it is just a beautiful song, um, heartfelt, and can't go wrong with Ed Sheeran. Um, the next one, same, same concept. This is a, this is a first album song that I think is really great. I almost put that on my list. On that, my that was like, if I was going, if I, cause I did a 10 song list. That was my 11th song, song George. 2006 was a bad year to be a guy named Drew. Because you got burned. You were the first Taylor Swift burn. Every guy in America named that Drew. Was a good pick, George. You got burned first. How does it feel? How does it feel? Shout out to my friend Drew Garkey who listens to the podcast. Um, sorry about 2006. I'm going with another classic. I'm going with our song. Our? Yeah. Our song is a slam Ooh, screen door. Not on my list. Not late to tap on your window. Dude, great song. Great song. Uh, I'm bringing it back to one of her, not her newest albums, but one of some of her newer stuff. My fourth pick, I'm going Blank Space. Okay. That one's a little okay. overrated for me. Not on my list. Um, Next one. This is just kind of a all-around banger. That's um, I knew you were trouble. Damn, took that right. That was gonna be my. I thought that was gonna fall to me. Shame on me. That I one, like that one. That one is just like a power ballad. 
And when she goes like, ow, ow, trouble, trouble, right, trouble. Really it's awesome. I love that one. It is it. It, it is a banger. Um, and then, have you picked it yet? Oh, that how did, have you not picked dude, Shake It Off? Make my list. That's number five for me. Didn't even make my list, man. Really? It is. It is. It's and fun. I, I I do like that. You have a solid, solid list. Twenty two at one one. I don't like that. That's a li- that's a three. Th- Draft number pick three for me right there. That's for I didn't I didn't like it either, but one. I need to make sure you didn't take it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I just I love that. My last one forever. is Go ahead. such an underrated song. Most people probably never even heard of it. It is a tearjerker. So when you listen to this song, buckle up. Have tissues next to you. You're gonna be crying, but it's just such a good song. It's Ronin. I don't know if you've ever heard it, George. It is one of the saddest songs I have ever heard. Is it? it I think this is the album that it, I haven't. Li- it's a. I'll be it's honest, a, I'm not about, a huge Taylor Swift uh, fan. Uh, I, just I believe know a mom stuff. who is saying goodbye to her baby boy. You know who's who's dying. It is it is a tearjerker of a song. It is so fucking sad, but it is. Ooh. It's good. It's good. It, it made it like I, I I it made my list. I I think it's scale scale from one to whiskey lullaby. How sad it is. It? Okay. All right, are we talking whiskey lullaby with uh, with the female singing the female per- portion? Absolutely. It's a nine. It's right there. It's 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 right there. It's, it's right, I, dude. Wow. It's it's like it's like wow. Baby so it's like by hurt Blake by Shelton. Johnny Cash. Um. Yeah. Ooh, it packs a punch. Ooh, all right, Ronan packs a punch. Listen to this song, packs a punch. I gotta listen to this song. And those true Swifties know this song. So if these Swifties don't know this song, I'm questioning their Swiftiness. Which, which is bold of me to say, because that I feel like (laughs) look. Looking at our list, not just with Ronan, I feel like you are definitely a bigger fan than I am. You know, I, I'm not going to spend an arm and a leg to go to a concert, but you, you, if a concert ticket was to be gifted to me, I'd go. I'd go, dude. I would. I would go as hard as Travis Kelsey. Oh, I'd go to concert. I, dude. Dude, insane. Oh, I, I, like, I would go. I do too. like her. You know, she she came to uh. So back when I was in eighth grade, she came to our uh, to the high school that I was going to be going to. My mom took me out of school for that afternoon when she uh when she was coming to visit. So I got to see her at my at my high school that I went to. Um, unfortunately, she did not perform, but it was still really cool getting to see her in in in, in person. You know, when she was. 
that was what 2006 2007 you know like no 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 scratch that that wasn't it wasn't that young it was what year did we go into uh high school 2009 yeah so it was it was 2008 2009 when uh when she came um because it was the eighth grade year it was so cool to see her but uh you know she didn't perform but still so i i love swift she she's one of my faves Yeah, I I would definitely see her in concert just to, you know, just to have that experience. But I would That's say, fair. like, I know the stuff that plays at the bar. Um, everything has changed is maybe my only. Um, so I bet hardcore <laughs> Swifties like you. Dude, they might better. even say my list is a little uh, a little too That's... generic, minus the uh, Ronin song, because that like. You know, you, I have Ronan, yeah, but, you have Everything Has Changed, because I've I've never really listened to that song, but, uh, you know. Oh, it's. But she has so many songs it's, out there. It's, 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 it's hard really to, like, just limit it to five, I feel like, you know, because we, we both had ten lists of ten. No. And we thought we were going to be having a lot more crossover, but I still have, like, five of my songs that weren't even taken, you know. I, okay. I had Antihero and You Belong with other me on songs my list. I had, if you're cool with that. Like, so other songs I had, Jump Then All Fall, right. Absolute Banger, Love Story, another Absolute Banger, Hours, another I good love song. Story. Uh, I think that would have been a sneak in, you know, like some like a little deep throwback. And then Sparks Fly, dude. I very songs, uh, and I'm yeah. So you know we I had, had some, we had some crossovers. My list I'm too. surprised I had so many left over. So there's just so many. There's just so many songs that she has. It's hard yeah. to not you know. Ooh, good one. Good I one. also had style. Oh, that's a throw. And picture to burn yes. from the original. Album. Nice, nice. I. A lot of my Taylor Swift experience was like yeah. in the minivan on the way to school. Like my mm, sister that's fair. got that first that's album fair. and we listened for a while. And then I think ah, she would drive me to school. She was you. older. You know, back in- so she's, she wasn't a huge Swifty. Yeah. But like that That's first fair. album back in back in high school, I also did a so, uh, a, a country um, music blog, and this was back when Taylor was still a country music artist, I would say. So uh, I I did a lot of coverage on uh, on T Swizzle, um, so I, I I dabble in in her stuff. I love it. It's good shit. Yeah. Awesome. That is. We tried well, to make I think this that's a podcast quicker, but somehow it's still an hour and fifty. Uh, I think it's. I think it's been our. I best, still think best. it was better. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, we will see you guys next week on uh, ship and crew. Just remember, part of the ship, part of the crew, and uh, 
Love you guys.